Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I would go as far as to say as more than one of them had a cane at any given time because at one point sure. it was just a thing to be a dude in an R&B group and have a cane. I bought one for my brother for Christmas. <laughs> I yes, was like, it was a rite of passage for just a young black dude at the time. Hey, brother, you know you need a cane. And he... He might still have it. I just saw him yesterday. I should have asked. I pray to yeah. God you kneeled when you handed it off to him. That's, <laughs> I want that more than anything. <laughs> the government growing babies. Microchips in your anus. All koala bears are racist. The ozone layer owes me money. Martians invented turkey stuff. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me. The podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that Kyla Pratt did in fact sacrifice her television father, Flex Alexander's career, to the black Illuminati in exchange for eternal youth. (laughs) It sounds right to me. I'll be honest, that sounds exactly right. Kyla Pratt has not aged a day since 1991. She looks amazing. She looks fantastic, and something had to have happened. You can't be the same girl from Love and Basketball forever. Where's Flex? He was on a rocket ship to the moon. I haven't seen him since. You know, he was in, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, he was in Snakes on a Plane, if I'm not mistaken. Who he was showed it? up briefly in that. I was in Snakes on a Plane briefly. That's sure. no barometer <laughs> for success. This easily could have been a Flex Alexander hologram that, that or Washington. <laughs> Which one was he? Was he Washington or Alexander? Flex Alexander. I believe he was Flex Washington on the show one-on-one. Mm. Why, why uh, do that? Why not pick a full uh, different name if you're going to be in a multicam on UPN? Why why, why commit so hard? I think that fle- you want the name Flex is what's going to travel. Mm. Alexander Washington, it's all very interchangeable. But sure. Flex is what they want us to remember. He said, Alexander is my slave name. But Flex, that's... <laughs> Washington is my lesser slave name. <laughs> <laughs> Washington is my chosen slave name. Yeah. If I have to choose a slave name, I want the best slave owner, i.e. Washington. No, they had dental, the Washingtons. It was a good family. Yeah, it was a solid family. Solid slave owner. Shout out to the slave owner in Washingtons. If you're still out there, hell yeah, you got it, baby. You're the best. What are we, one minute in? All right. <laughs> I'm David Boyd. <laughs> And I'm your co-host, Langston Carmen. We're so happy to be here with you. We're we're talking shit about uh apparently Flex Flex Alexander and and Kyla Pratt and George Washington a little bit, but but less so him for some reason. But our guest today, I I, I would dare to say that that he hasn't owned any slaves, nor would he would he. 
Well, I think he'd go so far. Ah, okay, maybe, maybe he would. He's not certain. He, he's wavering on the, the subject, but he's he's such a funny comedian, hysterical. You've seen him in so many things. Specifically, he is a, a writer, producer for The Great North on Fox. So fucking funny. Please give it up for our guest, Mr. Kevin Avery. What's up, gentlemen? How are you? We're excited you're here. I'm going to go no on, on the slave owning. Damn. I'm going to make that official. Yeah. Okay. It just feels. Yeah. Put it on wax. Yeah, I'm gonna be <laughs> trying to be on the on the right side of things. You know, I feel like feel like slave owning is a dangerous dangerous precedent to start to, to sure. put out there now. Yeah, it's, it it would be a weird way to start the episode and expect yeah. people to to eventually <laughs> yeah. be on your side and then just ride with me. I would <laughs> <laughs> go back to the part where he said he owns slaves. Like, okay, I, hear me out. Yeah, I own slaves, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. None. For okay, me. so I'm good. So no to slave owning, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, to each his own, is what I always say. But you came to us this week with a conspiracy theory, and I'm I say you, but the truth is, this is a bit of a unique episode because you did not, in fact, come to us with this conspiracy theory. You no. came to us with an open heart. You said, yes. you said, if you fellas have something you want to discuss. Uh, I am more than open to to taking that on. I'm not right. afraid of what possibly could come down the pipeline. And then Bori immediately raised his hand. He could not have raised <laughs> his hand faster, Kevin. Yeah. I want you to know how quickly this happened. Unbelievably fast, he raised his hand with a conspiracy theory that I would argue is is maybe the most unfounded thing that we are going to take on in this in this conversation That's- ever. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Already starting with the... I, look, I, I'm going to say this on the... And I, you haven't said it yet. This was mm-hmm. a theory that I I definitely was riding with for a minute. Thank mm. you. Thank you. For a minute. And then I, really, then I really thought about it. But, I mean, I just want to note that we're five minutes in, Langston has already positioned me in the position of the buffoon, of the Whoa. bad of, oh, the, of the wild wow. card. Wow. This I just is want a that spicy known. episode. My God. Okay, so, wow. so now, All right. now there's a hierarchy being formed. I'm, have, I'm I, on... have I walked into some unsettled shit that I... <laughs> oh, I, some... for me personally, this goes back to before grade okay. school. Okay. <laughs> this is a lifelong. I can't. I can't wait. Vendetta. I mean, this. I will say this too about the the theory you chose. It hit me right right here, mm. right here. For, He's pointing for, to his heart. Not. I not know. His I know that you have nose. skin in the game personally. That's why I chose it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I appreciate that. Let us let us not linger any longer. Let us not leave our audience with bated breath. You, the conspiracy theory that was presented, it was my mama told me. Light-skinned people are good at R&B. Mm. Let's, let's unpack it, fellas. Boom. David, this is yours. This is your baby. Uh, I'd love for you to kick us off. I just have felt throughout, and I don't, listen, first of all, I personally do not think that light-skinned people are better than dark-skinned people at R&B. I think that it's even. Whoa. Oh, wait. I think there's been a lot of... I think there's been a lot of dark-skinned erasure Mm. in the R&B game in general. Just like, I Mm -hmm. think, quite honest, there's been a lot of fat erasure in the R&B game as well. As well. I'd agree. Because we all remember Woody from Drew Hill, what happened, or Jazz, what yeah, jazz was the jazz was the heavier one. Last king, last of the thick kings, <laughs> as far as could sing. Ruben uh, stuttered. Ruben stuttered, but that was not. Ruben stuttered wasn't making like panty dropping. He no. tried. Well, he had he had a small what? window. He had a moment. He had a moment. He did. Yeah, it moment. was. I'm sorry for 2004. That was not. Yeah. I mean, here's what I'll say is that Ruben really uh, he tried a little bit of everything that is the formula of R and B. He apologized. He uh, <laughs> he he made love, and uh, he yeah. walked in the rain, and none of it seemed to to satisfy the missing piece, which was us looking at Ruben Stuttered and being like, "Yeah, I'll buy that album." 
Yeah, no. I'll, yeah, I'll take what you're giving me, big dog. You beat Clay Aiken? Big deal. Yeah. I don't even know if he did. Did he win? I don't know. Yes, I, Ruben Stutter did he win. He did win, yeah. Clay Aiken got second place and now is running for governor, I believe. I, I don't know what office he's run for. I know he's been a politician for, for some time now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But so. back back to this. Back to back 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 to what really matters. The hard hitting stuff. I've just <laughs> felt like my whole life there's always been this like light skin predisposition to sexy stuff. Mm. And then dark skin, we got like I didn't want to play offensive line. Uh, part of that <laughs> might have been a weight thing, yeah. But like all the DBs, light skinned. Dareem Aloe, I remember him specifically. Basically white. And I'll say this: no one's ever asked me to play offensive line, and I have to assume that's because of this the color of my skin. It's and never even crossed their I'm... mind. <laughs> Like, did you play power forward ever? No. Of course not. No. It wasn't because I was smaller than everybody else and had to play point guard. I don't think so. I think it's probably because I'm light skinned. That makes more sense. Has like, anybody ever come up to you and been like, you seem like you could sing? They haven't, but but also I had my voice the whole time. Double E for me. That's never happened to me. Kevin, please jump in here. You- <laughs> I, I have had. I've had a, a a weird thing where a couple times white women have been like, I want to hear you sing. I bet you could sing. And I'm like, well, who? I know I didn't say I could sing. Right. I don't, I didn't, I didn't really put that out there. I mean, not, not back when this was happening a lot, but yeah, that's definitely, you know, and I, I'll say this. I did play linebacker when I played football in junior high. Whoa. That's a multi-purpose position, though. That's any anybody can be a linebacker. That's okay, true. all right, fair enough. And also, yeah. I was the uh, yeah, I was the only black kid in the in the school at the time, aside from my brother. So, I mean, I they went with the darkest one for fair. So, I guess I'm proving your your point a little. I'm saying because I tried out for wide receiver, and I did not get that. No, they, they were like, we need him at a tough guy position. Yeah. You also, I know this about you. You were in an R and B group. I was. Yes. Oh my gosh! Was, Hold on, wait a minute. Well, that's how they get you. <laughs> that's how they get you. That's, <laughs> that's how they. This is if if nothing else, pr- helping David towards his point. So please tell us more about this R and B group you were a part of. Look, I didn't say we were good, but we. <laughs> that doesn't matter. That doesn't we matter. We were. We were all right, and I'm gonna say we were called. Uh, we were called for now. And, with the with the uh, four. With the, the number four and now, and mm. even though there were six of us, that uh, <laughs> was a, a gross error. That's that so many. It, it was a, a, an accident. A miss. We were mistitled, mislabeled uh, before a show, and that just was the name we stuck with. Yeah, we were, but there were like, I think there were out of the gate three dark skin cats and three light skin. Okay, mm. in, in the group. So when split down, split down, down center, yeah. yeah. But now here's my question: When you were performing, I assume your group dances, yes. and things of that nature, bit, yeah. yeah. Where were the lights standing in position in comparison to the darks? I mean, it depended. You know, it's a group. You mix it up and stuff. I can tell you this: the first performance we did, a, we covered. Can you stand the rain? Great song. I I was in the middle. <laughs> Not a light-skinned man made that song, by the way. Light skin, he light was in the middle, <laughs> by the way. I was in the middle. Uh, the two dark-skinned men wrote that song. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah. That's a, a lot of that's us a song wrote a lot of things. That's a song that's almost <laughs> Nobody... exclusively been performed by dark-skinned people. But go ahead. Finish performed, your story. written. Written is, doesn't count. Who sang? Fre- who wrote "Freaking You"? Nobody knows. <laughs> I'll say this on that song: the leads, and this is this is why I'm going against the, your theory now. The leads were all the dark skinned dudes in the group. Mm. Who's that? Tresvan. The li- it, well, and, and the, in New Edition, it's it's Tresvan, Ricky Bell, and and Johnny Gill. Uh, in our group, yeah, it was all three of the the dark skinned dudes Damn. sang the leads on the part. Okay. And the rest of us sang backup. I told everybody, hey, y'all, let's go get wet. 
and, and did that. I, I did that thing. I did oh, that shit. in the middle of the song. Uh, and that was and that was it. And then did a little bit of some choreography and sang the backup. Wait, yeah, so you stood in the middle and sang backup? How that's this is confusing. For well, me. because remember there are six of us, so yeah. it's all the, oh, all sure. the, the whole regular game plan just goes out the window. So um, I can't remember exactly where everyone else was lined up, but I think there was a dark skinned dude on my on my left. You were flanked by dark skins. I I, th- I was flanked by dark skins. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like some type of a security detail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they were trying to protect me at all costs. <laughs> protect the light skin. We got to keep the money safe, baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then we, like, it, it became this very interchangeable thing where we, we broke up and then we came together and there were only three of us for a minute and then there were four of us and, and you know, so... The the ratio of light skin to dark skin, it kept changing. Okay. What would you say the ratio was at your most successful? Oh, whoa, spicy question. He's coming in hot. And and I want you to be careful when you answer this because <laughs> Yeah, that's such a loaded I mean it, the gun couldn't be closer to down your, your throat. What the hell, man? <laughs> Look, I'm asking the real questions here. We were the hardest interview I've ever had to do. <laughs> <laughs> for this for for now 20 some odd years later address the the racial disparities <laughs> from your r&b group of 20 right. years ago um i would say i would say ha- Ooh. oh shit you know no still oh. half and half still half really? and half because because there were eventually there eventually were four of us and by then we changed the name but it was still two dark skinned dudes and two light skinned dudes and how dark are we talking on, like, <laughs> a scale of Langston to myself? I mean, it was literally the dark-skinned guy. Like, Ron, the other light-skinned cat, was about uh, Langston's complexion. And mm, then good uh, m- my man, Corey. <laughs> see, there you go. Yeah. You can't do that. You I mean, can't do that. <laughs> I, just, I just like to hear it. I like to hear you know, that there's somebody else out there doing it, baby. It's all right. Someone else making it happen. Come for on, us man. light skin. Keep selling the brand. But then, and then, and my man Corey. Yeah, David. He was about. He was about your complexion. Corey oh. and Patrick. Corey, uh, Patrick was a little younger, or li- younger, a little lighter than you. Okay, people but, do conflate younger and lighter a lot. Sure, I mean, you know, the darker, his brother is hurt today, you know. Kevin. Kyla <laughs> Pratt. Uh, so. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit more. You you start this R and B group, right? Is that the goal? Are you guys going to be like R and B superstars, or was this just like a fun? Hey, yeah, we'll... it was. A, it was. We were a dance crew to start. Whoa! And Whoa. I'm trying to remember the ratio again. That was split down the middle. There were there were four of us in a dance crew, and then some of us in like sort of the outside crew that joined. We started singing together, mm. but even in the dance crew, two light skin. Two dark skin cats, and, and so, and yeah. I would argue that that a, a dance crew with black—that's Korean erasure, if you ask me. Those no, those they, are Korean they just, jobs. They just got here. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Wait, what? don't do what? that. Don't do that. That's You're still in good fine they Korean just, Korean they just, jobs. They got they for the dance. They just got here. There Wait, wasn't. A, there's a bunch now, but I'm not. There wasn't a bunch in like '88 of Korean <laughs> dance crews, right? No, not. I would say, I would say you're looking at, I mean, I don't know the history of the Korean dance crew. Hey, y'all about to trap me up. Yeah, no. about to is, trap me up on some shit. No, every week I finish this being really worried about the things I've said. <laughs> yeah. Not me. I rest fine. <laughs> Langston just goes straight to sleep yeah. comfortably. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I mean... I, th- I, yeah, it was, we were like this, we were like this little dance crew, and then we started hanging out and singing together, and we were like, we should really take this seriously. And so we started performing together a little bit, and, uh, and then we, we knew a guy who had some recording equipment. Right. And I wrote music. So mm. I started writing some stuff. We started recording. There was another guy who kind of would produce some of the other stuff that we, we sang, and, and, yeah, we just started doing it. And we, yeah, our goal was to kind of blow up and do the whole the whole thing. But it just sort of fell apart. We were all from different parts of the country. We oh. met in the South. 
Okay. And That's so, a common thing. Yeah. And so it, it just kind of flew apart. And also, it was at a time when that was kind of, it looked like that was about to go away, that whole thing. New Edition had come in and gone. And and even Belle Biv DeVoe was like, hi, bye, for, yeah, right, you know, like in early 90s. Right. Yeah. But they made such a huge splash, but then they bounced. And then it was a lot of other groups that did their thing for a while, but it just felt like what we were trying to do, what we were trying to go for, it wasn't going to, you know, go the way we wanted to. Would so. you have likened yourself to like, like an O-Town? No. Or H-Town, H-Town, excuse me. I was like, yeah. O-Town? Well, Would you have likened yourself to maybe the worst <laughs> boy band <laughs> in all the boy bands? Would you say you were you were just fucking awful? We, no, I that was, was I, that was my fault. That was my. It fault. was that was. It took me. I had to reload. Who that was helped? bad. That was bad. That was really bad. <laughs> I I would say we were, and I don't mean to, but we were very new edition esque mm, when there okay. were the six of us, and then because we, then like when the group was reduced, we had a much more Bell Biv DeVoe ish sort of angle. I mean, there were genuine hip hop heads in the group, so. Right. I feel like not no shade against Belbit Vo, but like the hip hop we were doing was we were trying to probably to our detriment. We were probably trying to be too. Y'all were trying to rap rap. We were trying oh, to experiment tr- with shit. Okay. Yeah, okay. And it sounded it didn't it didn't work. It so didn't you work. were so you were you were past New Jack Swing. You were like yeah yeah. It was I mean, but we played around with some of that. I mean, we didn't know what we were doing, man. I go I have some of the the demo tapes that we did. I want to listen to that. I'm just like, who the hell let us We had no friends. No one said, <laughs> Hey, hey y'all, come here. Come here for come here for a <laughs> you know me. Let me gather all six of you brothers around. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're making a mistake here, fellas. <laughs> yeah, you know. Some of our some of it was good, but a lot of it was like, what the hell were we? Can. can you give can you drop a couple song titles just so we Yeah. Uh we had something called and we were a group that took ourselves and everything of the moment too seriously. One song we did was called The Experiment. And it was literally just us trying it was that thing I was talking about. We're gonna we're gonna have like a uh sort of a like a house or a, a club section, and then we're gonna have like a straight hip hop section, and then we're gonna No, it doesn't music doesn't yeah, work that music doesn't do that. It just yeah, doesn't yeah. do that, fellas. Uh, we had another song called uh, "It's a Black Thing." Ooh, that was the, okay. Because that's open uh, it up. We had a song called. Wait, uh, no. What was the black thing? It was literally. It was just what it's a black thing. It was that was the phrase of the moment, y'all. Hey, we, we're, listen, we're, David. If you gotta ask, you'll never know, it buddy. Was, damn. You know. Damn. It's a black thing. <laughs> I'm trying to remember my fir- the first line of my because that was just that was. That was a, that was hip hop, but with like a um. See, this is what I'm talking about. It had kind of like a, an up tempo, almost house beat, but we were rapping over it, and then it had a uh. We were singing the hook. Damn. There's a lot of qualifiers here. There was a whole thing, but I think I'm trying to remember my. I think that it was like. <laughs> Bo knows this, Bo knows that, but Bo don't know a damn thing about the lyrics that a brother bring. I can't, I can't remember the rest of the goddamn song. Because Inside Out is wiggity 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 what? <laughs> How'd you know? You bought, he bought our album. He's got that game. demo, baby. I'm going to the game. What was, I can't, damn, I can't, I, I wish I could remember the rest of it. It was, is thoroughly ridiculous. Let, let me, before we go to break, I, mm-hmm. I have to ask, because you started this, this episode off by saying that you did at one point believe in the conspiracy theory that that Bori is laying down, and I have yeah. to know uh, how that came to be, what you believed, and what has changed since. Because I did look into it, and you know, and there, and I saw a couple of articles about like, hey, why are about colorism in music, and and specifically why light skin performers do better. And the list was like Beyonce, Mariah Carey, you know, uh, I was thinking of Chris Brown at one point, you know, he popped Whitney in my head. Whitney and the right lighting. Whitney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just some the right those, light. Some of those, they blew her up, some of those videos. Um, And then, and then uh, the woman I'm thinking, I'm forgetting, uh, Alicia Keys. But then 
I, I don't. Th- then I started thinking of all the other artists mm-hmm. that I mean, New Edition is mostly dark skin. It is, and and the light skin brothers yeah. are in the background. You know, like I was a I was a Ronnie DeVoe, I was a Michael Bivens. You know what I mean? Like, kind of just hanging out the back, do the harmony. Just, <laughs> just wanted to play ball, you know. Yeah, and but like I, Neo, uh, Akon. I think there are so many more dark skin. Those are some kings. You're spitting now. Boys to Men are a dark skin group. After yeah. seven, yeah. dark skin. I mean, here's what I think. I think what the light skin folks have, or what they do is they find a way to rise above. I mean, there right were four people journey. in Destiny's Child. <laughs> four people in Destiny's Child. Somehow, Beyonce just went all the way. You know what I mean? She cannibalized the whole shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, DeVoe. Look, every New Edition fan, male or female, will tell you the coolest cat in that group is Ronnie DeVoe. Mm. I mean, Ralph is a close second. I was about to say, Ralph, a, yeah. Ralph, Ralph is a cold brother. Cool. I'm a Ralph I, man myself, but I hear you. I'm brother. listening. I'm but a Bobby Ronnie, guy, but I understand why that's not for everybody. I understand. Bo- I understand. But okay, but they're, they're again, Bobby Brown, dark skinned dude, left New Edition, New Edition, and then just went far beyond what they were. Right. They that's were doing. so nasty. You know? Yeah. And so I think dark skinned folks have been, you know, putting it down in, in R&B for a while. But now, but, when, but the light skinned folks do find a way to peek through there and, 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 you know, steal, sometimes steal the shine. And what would that talent be? What would you call that skill? <laughs> Again, be careful because he doesn't yeah, that have one good I, intentions again, for like, you. <laughs> uh, uh, what about that break? When are we going on? Uh, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> uh, I don't think you have to answer it. I'm happy to throw the break. Yeah, I'm thirsty. I'm about to I'm, Let me take a sip Yeah, of go water. ahead and take a swig. We, we're going to take a break. We'll yeah. be back with more Before Kevin Avery. He's laughing Avery. too hard. He's laughing too damn hard. <laughs> and more my mama told me. And we are back. Stop, oh, stop. Oh, 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 I can't breathe. Stop. <laughs> yeah, we're back here. We're back with more Kevin Avery. More my mama told me. We're still talking about the possibility that light-skinned people are, are inherently, naturally, God-given good at R&B. Uh, that drop came to us from a listener named Gary. Gary sent us that drop, and, and it seemed very apt to play today, given the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Something just occurred to me. Something just occurred to me. Uh, I wonder if there we've seen a, a turn in that back in the day, it, the birth of these all the Motown groups and stuff, if that's when the light-skinned singers really had their day. Mm. Like, are we talking like a Smokey Robinson type? I'm thinking, I keep thinking about Smokey. Right. Um, I yeah. don't, I, I mean, I don't know those groups. I don't know the lineup of those groups that well. I don't, you know, but were the temptation? who were the light-skinned cats in, like, the Temptations? Ain't no light-skinned Michael cats. was dark. <laughs> yeah, you know Michael what? was yeah. dark. He made a choice. That don't count. Yeah, yeah. Michael slid into light-skinnedism. <laughs> Yeah, that was he learned he was he learned it late in life. There were no dark there were no light skin temptations, I don't think. No. no. You know what? No. I don't remember a light skin no. pip. I don't think there was a light skin pip. I Truly, think it was Smokey. Smokey's the best example I think anybody can come up with. And he he had light eyes, so I feel like that's a that's a whole different type of, of person. What? You know what I mean? Is that? Yes. This is I'm not qualified to speak on that. Light Look, skin dudes with Light skin, skin with light eyes feels like a different game than what I'm playing. Do you know what I mean? Michael yeah. Ely and Boris Kojo yes. are not putting the same okay. the same energy out in the world. I think, that's, world. Fair. I think no. that's reasonable. I think it's yeah. I think that's how I feel about like uh, very physically fit dark skinned men and myself. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's, like like you see Jaiman Hansu without a shirt on. That's not. That's not. Those aren't the roles I'm going for. No, we we didn't have the same opportunities laid in front no, of us. No. no, Tay Diggs was in the theater. I see Michael Ely around my neighborhood 
semi-regularly and I just seem suddenly it's just I feel like he's my nemesis for no yeah. reason at all the brother's never done anything to me but I see him and I'm just like the eyes they are piercing yeah and let me let me break this down I think a lot of this where came from this is actually this is this is good for my my personal story I'm, I'm getting this right now mm-hmm. I have a play cousin who is six years older than me who is light-skinned with green eyes uh-oh and sang R&B and danced and all that of the time. And we would go to the mall and shit, (laughs) and people would ask if he could sing and shit like that. So I think that this may be be about light-skinned people with green eyes for me. There we go. We also had another girl that was around us all the time, and she had blue eyes, but she was not as light-skinned as he was. And I'm so happy, I guess, to hear you saying this because it does feel like now we're getting to the root right, of, right. of where some of this this feeling is coming from. Right, that that right. while I'm sure there's plenty of evidence, Kevin, as you pointed out, there are some light-skinned singers and performers that uh, that that populate the these sort of charts, as they were. There seems to me to be a pretty a pretty substantial, if not heavier, leaning ratio towards dark-skinned people. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say, I don't know why I don't trust what you're saying right now, (laughs) but I feel heavily on the defensive for some reason. I took the time to look up, you know, the the list. And I do think your point about Whitney Houston and the right lighting, they probably did a bunch of stuff to make Whitney uh, look darker or rather lighter than she actually was. Oh, they blew up a lot of people. I mean, I... I think JoJo mm. or KC from KC and JoJo. Freaking oh, you. He's blasted with light. Like all those videos, he looks like almost light skinned. Now, I'll say this about Joe to see. Devante was light skinned, right? Yeah. He's light skinned. And he was the king of Joe to see. He right? was the, yeah, he was the, the brains behind the operation. Yeah, but fellas, how'd that work out for him? I it mean, didn't... That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Devante had a run. Don't do that. Don't he, do that. Don't do not. He had do, his moment. Yeah. He had his let's moment. not sit here and down Devonte. They put his name in the middle and then they kicked him out. What do you want? What, what, what do you want from me? Like, I don't think. Well, a couple of fun facts about Jodeci. There's a fifth member. Uh Oh, is he fat? I don't. I've never seen him, but he's oh, no. a guy. I can't remember his name, but he was on the original. The, the original demos of of the songs that they recorded that they took to Andre Harrell when they were all going to go up to New York he was he was going to go with them and he his girlfriend got pregnant and they were like well hang back bro we're going to go up there take care of this business oh no i don't know if he volu- if he i think let's to be fair i think he was like i need to stay with my girl they were like cool we'll go handle this and we'll send for you when it's when it's all about to to go down but Andre Harrell was like, I like this this two sets of brothers thing. It's just going to be y'all. And that was that. Whoa, that's heartbreaking. That yeah. hurts. And then the other thing is that I Devante, I believe at one point he was dating. I just thought this was the weirdest thing. He was dating the daughter of a, you know, a hardcore evangelist, one of the popular ones. I think it was Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. No, he a white lady? Their daughter. Yeah. Devante? <laughs> Yo, that guy, that's like forever cements him being a legend to me. That's the most yeah. amazing thing I've ever that's heard. That's surreal, Where did right? I never heard that. Where I don't, did he I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're both, they were both from like Pentecostal churches. So they were, you know. Before you celebrate too much, I will say that that is technically the formula to making a light skinned RB singer. That's is true. Devante mushing into Jim and Tammy Faye Baker? You say mushing in? <laughs> yep. Which is like another that. song that That's... I think was on Kevin's demo. Mushing in. <laughs> mushing in. No, mushing that was one in. of our big. That was one of our big. <laughs> that was a, that was an ellips- ellipses after it's a black thing. <laughs> <laughs> mushing in. It's when you're putting the album order together, mushing you gotta in. go. It's a black thing. Mushing in. Mushing in. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm trying to remember some of the other titles, and I can't. There was a song called "Stalking." Oh no! It was not about nope, not about that. <laughs> I I I didn't want to say it. 
<laughs> but <laughs> it was it was about it was like about it was a very militant pro black song. Oh, okay. About, okay. Yeah, it was not about the other thing. There was something called the ser- I wrote a lot of a lot of like romantic uh love ballads. I was that dude just kind of okay. floating around in the you know, there are two kinds of R&B crews. There are sexy there's the the sexy boys and the sad boys. Mm. And I felt Ooh. kind of in between. The, you know what I mean? Like because like you have boys to men you were more boys to men. Yes. You were a sad boy rising. I wanted to be rising. new edition. We, I was a sad boy rising. Yeah. <laughs> sad boy rising. Yeah. I mean, like, this is the thing that fascinates me about the boys to men's trajectory is that they came out at the, the same year as Jodeci. They were before Jodeci, I believe. And they were, they had hit their stride. Yeah. And then Jodeci stepped out and just them overalls and nothing else and doing yeah. the whole thing. And everyone was like, who are they? And boys to men were still on bended knee, like, hey, wh- hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it just uh, to watch the audience leave boys to men and go to Joe to see, it was a very interesting moment. Well, I will know. say, I think boys to men played it right in that, like, Joe to see took their shirts off, and then boys to men were like, we'll put more sweaters on. Yeah, we we're going to wear double sweater vests. Truly wear vest? cardigans on top of cardigans. Yeah. We're not yeah. going to play this game with you little tiny buff boys. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey, yeah, look, I don't even know they were buff. Tie, they, can't tie a bow tie. You know, that's, no, a, not that's a selling that's a, point. That's and no, fact. they weren't buff. They were all like skinny-ass dudes. I think, but, if it, I think if it came down to it physically, boys to men would give Jodeci the word. <laughs> to be I don't honest. Know. The, what, I don't know about that. Wanye had that, that stick. Are you serious? <laughs> no, Wanye didn't have the stick. Michael had the stick. Michael had the, had the stick. Because he needed it. Because he was in <laughs> crippling pain. Walking around trying to sing. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, he had some. He had true? like some physical disease that like made it so that he needed the cane and then tried oh, to be cool Oh, I didn't know he was it. sick. I didn't know he was sick. So one of the things I did think to research in relation to this topic, and there isn't a lot that I felt like I could really unpack. No, this is we're this is new territory. Yes. Mm. The, the one of the things that I found is that research does show that in terms of anatomical represent, representations in textbooks, one point one percent of the diagrams represented are dark skin tones, while eighty three point five percent represented light skin tones. Jesus, who are you telling? Who are you yeah. telling? <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I seen one guy who looked like me on TV. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> you were the first in your entire life that you saw on TV that looked like you. I mean, it was big on that episode of Martin. <laughs> sure. It was rock towards the end when he got thicker. Uh, that's about it. Damn. This is hard. So you talking about a big dudes and dark skin dudes. Big Dark. Yeah, man. You, you Phase on yeah. Love. Phase on Love had a big on run. On Parenthood. Gary Anthony Williams. Yes, yes. On uh, on uh, Malcolm well, in the Middle. Well, his, his big, he, I think his big thing was, uh, his big start was Malcolm in the Middle. Not big right, start, right, right, right. You know, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Not a lot of. No. Uh, what's his face? Fam- the, the dad on Family Matters. Oh, um, Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Carl, Carl Winslow. Lavelle Johnson, I believe was his name. It's yeah. it's something uh something Vel Reginald Vell Johnson. Reg- yes, thank you. Reginald right. Vell Johnson. That's it. There you go. But there's not. I think that's where I'm coming from. Also, is that there's yeah. just not a lot of representation. So you sweep it all together. You know what I mean? Right. And, and to that, researchers note in relation to this textbook theory, not necessarily to to what you're speaking to, but I imagine <laughs> it has some once again Langston. Painting me in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's some correlation that you could create. The researchers note that such skin color bias has a negative impact on the health outcomes of people with dark skin tones who may avoid or delay sexual education opportunities or clinical care if they do not see themselves represented in the recommended resources. I want it on wax. I learned about sex early. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but the other things, yeah, man, that's possible. <laughs> but that's crazy <laughs> that, noted, noted, that if you don't noted. see yourself, you don't then learn to it, you're, see yourself. You in, die in sex textbooks. You then will will opt not towards like 
sexual health and responsibility, at least based on the research, and to the larger concern, if you're not seeing yourself be sexy on TV, you will then not know the language or how to apply the language of sexy in your, your other everyday shit. That's facts, though. I had to go out and get it myself. You do have to like, like, like to that end, like it was like until I had been sexually active for a bit, I had always viewed my skin as a detriment because that's the only way it had ever been like, like not just the lack of dark skinned people on television, but then to go to the, the lack of like, like seeing a super dark dude get a girl on, on TV is like seeing an Asian dude get a girl on TV. It doesn't happen very often. Right. Right. But then, do you think that's potentially why, and this is a reach, like, there are so many dark-skinned singers who, at, at, at some point, let's just say from the Jodeci point on, just leaned into the sexualization of themselves and their music. Because mm. it was something that might not necessarily have been out there for a while. I you mean, know, it- I, mean I, I can just, I could just, Remember a time when I to listen to to R and B singers and being like, "Hey, y'all need to calm the hell down. We ain't all doing that, Usher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but but because they were all doing. Every one of them was like, "Let me tell you what I'm gonna do to you. You know, it's like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. I'm 19. Like, wait a minute, y'all. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna like, choke you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder. That's a good question. I mean, there's always been hypersexualized black singers, though. You take it back to right. Sure. Teddy Pendergrass only did concerts for women. For a while, right? Oh, that's right. Wait, and so that was, was a rule he made that like you couldn't come to his concert if you weren't a woman? Well, that was his manager, Shep Gordon, being like, I believe it was Shep Gordon. Somebody can quote me if I'm wrong. But that was his manager being like, that's what we lean, lean into 100%. 100%. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, yeah I then, think it was like an invite thing. Like, if you're a man, you could come, but... What this ain't for you. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, for what do you think this you're going to do there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Teddy P ain't talking to you, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One brother back there, arms folded, like, all right, all right. Okay. You I warned me. Yeah. Fair enough. So, so I guess the question that I sort of have Bori, uh, and I'm, I'm directing this one at you, but Kevin, I'd love to hear your thoughts as well, mm-hmm. is given given what we know now, are you starting to at least reconsider statistically the difference, but consider the possibility that this is more about treatment inside of it than it is about the actual statistics of light-skinned people being naturally uh, inclined for R&B? 100%. I mean, my whole life is a journey of learning. Uh-huh. I'm open to that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here. I think that I think that a lot of these things about representation though, I think it lends people to telling young people which direction to move in because of representation uh-huh. where it's like if you're more inclined, maybe the visibility is there but you're still more inclined to think that this is this type of thing for this type of person. Right. I think that that is the type of thing that children internalize a lot. That's yeah. exactly what I, think, I mean. I think, I, think, I think definitely that is the case. Absolutely. I mean, look, the whole reason I'm in a singing group is because when I was a kid, my mom saw New Edition on TV and was like, look at these little kids singing. And I was like, oh, so little kids can do this. Right. Shit. Well, I, right. I mean, that's exactly how it happened. That's the only reason I was, I got excited about someday doing that so yeah i think but my i just i just wonder because yeah i don't believe i think it's the opposite i think you know clearly it seems like there are more dark-skinned singers popular dark-skinned singers than there are light-skinned and i just wonder and that was the whole reason i brought this up you're not trapped in here with me. Okay. I'm trapped in here with you. <laughs> vice versa. Yeah, no, the it's the other way. You want to be yeah. the way around, yeah. bro. You're, You're trapped not the in victim. here with me. I'm the victim. <laughs> I'm the prisoner. Ta-da. Oh, I, do think, I do think to that larger point, there is a weird association, even as a light-skinned person, now that we are clearly the victim in this story, yeah. uh, ah, as a light-skinned person... It is that weird thing of people being like light skin R and B singing motherfucker, and it's like 
dog, it's only like three of us. Yeah. And one of them is <laughs> I'll be sure. Like, yes. it's not, we're not hitting great numbers here. Yeah. Truly, John B. was a white man. He scammed y'all. What? Like, really? mm-hmm. yeah, he's not even, yeah, he he's white. not black. He, had he that just yellow, had a lineup. Whoa, wow. He had that yellow at, fleece. Nah, brother. big dog. Bruh. Bruh. All for one. Did he have one, a song with Tupac? That song, that, t- that group, man. All for One, those were white guys. They weren't, those weren't black I dudes. I thought they were Asians. It, even better. <laughs> I thought they were Asians. All for One was Asians? I think I don't call me on it, but I, I think they were Asian. I at one point thought <laughs> New Kids on the Block was black because I heard that right. the, when I heard their first, that Please Don't Go Girl and I, little Joey McIntyre singing that falsetto. I just assumed black. First of all, there were no white kids. There were no white guys out there doing that at the time. So uh-huh. I just right. was like another singing group. Right, right, Black right. kids. And then I saw him and I was like, what is happening? Yeah, not at all. In fact, one of them uh, is at least the brother to a deeply racist man who's now become a, a lovely, uh, yes. I guess, actor and household name. Who knows? That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> it's word on the street. <laughs> but the black. point is, I think that some of this is a little bit coming from from our expectations of each other more right. than it is our actual so. like knowledge of each other. Right. Right. But but to go even beyond that, there is a weird thing where I mean, look, going back to the days of the Cotton Club, where in entertainment the light skinned folks were put out front. And and so I think it's hard to sort of shake that, even if in the current it's weird, like TV, TV light skin, music back in the day, you right. know, uh light skin. But in between, there's been this space in between that where it's been occupied by a lot of dark, at least music in the music world, it's been occupied by a lot of dark skinned folks. And I think that's that's a hundred percent fair and something that we can't we can't skip past. Right? Is that right? There is a a priority placed on light skinned performers in mm-hmm. a lot of different spaces, and especially more visual spaces. Right? Yeah, music, exactly. Especially yeah. especially back in the day, music was a lot less visual. You know what I mean? You didn't necessarily know what KC looked like, but you didn't know what the new Aunt Viv looked like. Exactly. You know? There, mm-hmm. There's an, a very intentional choosing of who will become our representation. And then it would be unfair to not acknowledge that. But statistically, Luther Vandross, baby, that's the best that ever did it. And yeah. darker than that thing. Yep. Yeah. Man, God bless but, you. Uh, you know, I mean, I think also there's an, a component of a threat is more threatening when it's visual and so on. You are going to see more light skin, you know, quote unquote, non-threatening folks on TV. They, you know, I think white America was able to look the other way. We're not worried about what these R&B singers are doing. Mm-hmm. They're doing their thing. And and so and especially, you know, music being as segregated as it was for a long time. It was like, sure, we ain't worried about it. And so you saw a lot of dark-skinned artists breaking through and really not taking over, but just, you know, they were everywhere. The, you know, dark-skinned artists, uh, like you said, I don't remember lights can do them the temptations or, yeah. the, you know, or the pit or whatever. And so it, it almost is like there was a time when the, you know, the dude in the skyscraper was like, let's just leave them to their own devices. Right, let them yeah, it, and in a in a yuckier way, it also then reminds me the transformation it makes because I think you're absolutely right. There was a period where they were just like the four tops, the Delphonics, the right. the Temptations. Shy they'll lines, all be dark. Yeah. We don't give a shit. That's their yeah. their stuff. And then mm-hmm. at some point, it became A and R's figuring out a way to sell this thing, package this thing, and it doesn't right. feel dissimilar to like the white rapper conversation. Right. Yes. There are not more white rappers, but the white rappers that make it get elevated in a way that makes you feel like, yo, what the fuck is happening? That makes it so that they that whether he's talented or not, there's no reason this individual should be so far ahead of everybody else at his same level, caliber, whatever. That's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, it's similarly. You know, and I'm I'm not familiar with these groups, but I, you know, I've heard about this. The idea that in the 50s or 60s, there would be the, the, you know, whoever out there, you know, insert whatever black singing group out there doing their thing. 
and then they would find a white singing oh, yeah. group. They'd give it to, to the sort Beach of Boys mirror what they did. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah. and so well, that happened to Chuck Berry a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think I think, yeah, the, uh, you know, the business side of of music has always figured out a way to go, all right, let's let them do their thing and we're gonna elevate our people and you know, and sort of it's what literally happened with singing groups. It's what literally happened with, I mean, there was no such thing as a boy band before 1990. Right. It just, it wasn't a thing. And then New Kids on the Block showed up and white people had never really heard of this. What, well, what is it? There were like boys and it's a boy band, I guess. Right. And now everybody who was in a singing group is a boy band. Right. Because the, Nobody was calling the Beatles a boy band. Exactly. No, but it's the same formula of four handsome guys. And, right. Yeah, handsome for that time period. They're uggos yeah. to me and and always will be. But handsome for that time <laughs> period got together and, and had women swooning over their their right. popular music. It's not like a foreign concept. Right. So right. so what I'm if I'm if I'm hearing you fellas correctly. I think what we need today Uh-oh. Uh-oh. is like an R&B group of like four ugly ass light skinned dudes. Ah, I like this. Okay. okay. Right? I'm listening. That's, that's what we need to change the narrative. We need four maybe old kind of busted down <laughs> like yeah, because they need it. Yeah. Boys to men body. Boys to men bodies. Boys to men bodies. Uh, I want them to have uh, C-section scars under their eyes. I, yeah. I want it to be real bad. One, one's got acne, mm-hmm. like oh, adult yeah. acne, and then one's got adult braces. Yeah. Mm. They've, yeah. They've got to look like all the stages of Little Wayne uh, spread <laughs> out across yeah. four, four men. Maybe just... <laughs> You know, uh, uh, just for for shit and giggles, one of them has a Bluetooth in their ear at all Ooh, times. Oh yeah, love that. Yeah, Bluetooth. Maybe one of those belts. You remember those belts you would wear <laughs> that light up, and they they say with a nameplate that says your name across. Well, it? I wouldn't wear I that. Exactly this might go. This about. might go back to a light skin dark skin thing. No, come on, brother. We all no, we no, all no, have no, nameplate belts. I did not have a name. I We're bonding God. here. I Don't you dare God, turn on me. me. I we had one. one. I, okay, okay, okay. I didn't have one, though. I did not have one. I did not have one. I, did, I didn't either. I, I hey, thought about uh, what I would program. Hey, none sure. of us None of us have done horrible things in our lives. We all we all made no, the perfect one. choice. No, yeah. that's not. You can't do that to me because I didn't have a nameplate belt. I think. That's not, I think that's you, not fair. We, in the, middle of, in the wow. middle of my civil rights speech, you went. <laughs> Well, I don't agree with that part. And <laughs> That's not what happened. What an I ugly have, choice. I didn't have a digital nameplate belt. You can't fault me for that. Oh, man. I did. got it. I understood the look. You get a long sleeve white tee with like a wrapper on it. You do a French tuck. A French tuck. That's that right. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you dare call it a French tuck. Don't you go, hey, fellas, here's a French tuck. No, you can't tell people it's a French tuck. No, you but you know. I know. I, <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about, and yet I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah, I man, I googled French tuck not seven days ago. Oh. I learned it from uh, Tan French on uh, <laughs> on Queer. <laughs> I somehow just knew it. I don't it's think that's in, good. It's inherent. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it's inherent to know the French tuck. It's inherent for light skinned people to do R and B. It's there are certain things yeah. that are just God made. You know. I mean, look, I'm living proof. I did it. We I'm all in, are living in the booth, proof. One finger in my ear. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> the whole, See, the whole deal. Yeah, you did that. Langston had a nameplate belt, and I played offensive line. There's a lot of us are just we're just we're just living the lives that we were. We're trying yeah. to we're trying to get break out of our boxes. You know. Yeah, I mean? this is. It does feel like those those choose your own adventure books where you are always gonna die. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are never gonna make it to the end and. <laughs> Get in the rocket ship. Oh, Something bad was gonna happen. <laughs> well, Kevin, before we before we wrap this thing up, and I think I think we nailed this episode. By the I way, I think we got it. Oh, I, I think so. I think there should be a textbook written on the. They should just transcribe this. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Put it in a museum somewhere. Look, <laughs> let me ask you this question uh, mm-hmm. because it sounds like was your brother a part of the group as well? Was that were you guys in this together? No, he. Um, 
but no, but he did a weird thing where like he then told me he had joined some group and I never got to the bottom of it, got to the bottom of it. I just remember he one I came home for like the holidays and he was like he was in college and he was like, yeah, they, they call me sexual chocolate. And I was whoa, like, whoa. what? Oh, OK. <laughs> You're like, college is crazy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he was like. He was very excited about that. And I didn't want to hear it. And uh, but there we were uh, stuck in that moment together. So but he I think he did it briefly. And then it was it was not a. He definitely took on the R&B character, if not the uh, the actual R&B singing that, that you did yourself. Yeah, I think he went through a lot of that stuff like he just sort of. He's like, I'm going to try this. And I'm going to try this. And, and then he went and like immediately after college, got a real job and, uh, you know, bought a house and got married and did all the things. I guess the, the larger question comedy. <laughs> but I mean, that's because he got to live out his fantasy as sexual chocolate. Right? Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. If I <laughs> if I wasn't dumb old Langston Carmen and I got to be sexual chocolate, I probably <laughs> I'd have, I'd have landed a little differently as well. Oh, I mean, are you, you kidding know. me, bro? I'd be like, I'd be one of the top regional sellers of car insurance right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so, you'd see my face. Sexual chocolate stores. would be on your name tag, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. Would be, or that would be on the plaque that they give you for making your numbers. It would also be on, on my digital digital readout. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I guess the, the big question that I want to ask is any regrets about the R&B group? Where are you at in terms of the full circle? You're a grown man. You've you've moved on. You make great comedy now. You you do all the things that are opposite of what this is. Is there any part of you that's like this? This shouldn't have been part of the journey. I mean, yeah, Maybe you've won am. Emmys. Like, yeah. I mean, I I think about what I wanted then and I go, well, I'd be done by now. I, I mm. think, I mean, right. you know, I, I saw a new edition in concert like a month or two ago. They are one of the few groups that's still just out there doing it. But I, you know, I, if our group had become successful, I think we might have had a moment and then we would have been gone. Yeah. Like a lot of groups right. were. And then I don't know what I'd be doing. Maybe right. I'd still be doing stand up. Maybe I'd, be, you know, but I think I try not to uh, regret the trajectory, even though I overthink it a lot. I think that's part of being in this business, being an artist. Maybe I should have done this or, you know, whatever. But, but I'm glad I, that was, I got to live a, a, a dream for a minute and now I'm on to doing other things and living other dreams. So. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's a nice way for us to wrap this thing up. And look, if all else fails, I'm still light skinned, y'all. Hey, there it is. He did it. He did it. He did it. There it is. Timestamp. Timestamp. That's what I needed to hear. And now I'll sleep just fine. I think we did it, y'all. Kevin, could you tell the the people at home where they can find you and what cool shit you have going on? Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, I'm I'm one of those people who's on Twitter, but some for some reason doesn't tweet. But I'm at Kevin Avery on Twitter if you want to follow nothingness. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Kevin Avery Comedy. And uh, the Great North is on Sundays at Fox at eight thirty. Uh, I think we're on hiatus now, but all our episodes are on Hulu. So go there and check out the show. And I'm even on the show from time to time. Look for uh, my buddy Jarvis Dufresne. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. I'm just Hell out yeah. these streets. Hit the streets. Follow Kevin. Uh, and uh, obviously watch The Great North. And then, David, where can they find you? What you got going on? Uh, you know, follow me on Instagram at CoolGuyJokes87. I sometimes post, you know, things I've been grilling. <laughs> places I go, stand updates. Uh, July 21st through 23rd, I'm going to be at the DC Improv. I don't know when this comes out, but I assume around then. And uh, other than that, you know, just hug your people. Have, have a good summer. Hell yeah, have a good summer. Hug your people. Go see David perform live. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman on all platforms. And if you want to send us your drops, your conspiracy theories, your degrading opinions about the work that we're doing, you can send it to mymamapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. All right, we did it. Bye, bitch. The government growing babies. Microchips.
right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.